Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Hancock International Endurance Series on RS1. On RS1. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, if you are just joining us wherever you are around the world, it's perfect conditions. It's TCE qualifying. 30 minutes on the clock when we started. That was uh, five minutes ago. One zero one Jordan Red Camel Cupra sits in the pit lane, ready to go. Remember, two different categories of cars, therefore effectively two different races going on at the same time. Classes within each of the GT and the TC classes will see qualifying for the GTs in their session. in a little moment's time. We like the touring cars, Nick Dearman. Good afternoon. Welcome along. TCX and TCRs here. TCX sort of an invitation class for cars that don't exactly uh, conform to full TCR regulations. But in the spirit of the 24-hour series, uh, the Hancock 24-hour series by Creventic, it is you bring the car and we'll find somewhere you can race and people you can race against. It has been ever thus uh, since the very start of this race, which was the start of preventing and more power to their elbow, I say. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, a, it's a cracking little class. And the TCRs have, you know, certainly in the, in the more straightened numbers of the pandemic year last year, I'm hoping I'm saying the pandemic last year, hopefully, uh, it's the only year involved in it. Um, they are often provide the closest racing. They you know, often have six cars and all six of them um would be you know for the first hour or two would be within a few few hundred yards of each other um really good good turnout the tcx is a kind of a combination of, of, of two or three classes we have had in the past in this um uh, saloon car but rooftop version for Creventic. so you've got a kind of the bmw 240 cups which had their own class you've got some genetic g55s and i think it's a it's a good way of getting them into uh uh, you know, a class themselves, try and balance them, give yourself someone to race against. That's what that's really all anybody wants in a multi class race is at least one person to race against. Yeah, the, the G55s should be the quickest cars here, although there is an element of balance of performance. Uh, and it is uh, Michael Stephen in um, one of three listed CWS cars 279, 278 and 280, I did that the wrong way around didn't I, 278, 279 and 280 uh, Michael Stephen in the 279 um, I know you've been watching early on the week, I've not seen all three of those cars on the timing sheets uh, yeah. if I'm honest, I, I think Colin White uh, which is the CW from CWS Engineering, um, I think they they're, um, may have entered three cars but I'm, I'm pretty certain the 278 and the 280 uh, aren't going to be on track today. Yeah, the two, they've got, they've all got drivers against them. Now the driver lineup for the 79 and the 80 is exactly the same. Yeah. So, 
the 278, that's Colin White, Jean-Francois Bruno, Adam Hayes and Michael Tishner, whereas the 79 and the 80 are both down as a fully South African team of Bradley, oh, well, uh, Bradley Scorer, Mikael Patamba, Paul Hill and Michael Seaman. I'm wondering, John, um, not wishing to reference the uh, panic, whether they're being all South African, they've been banned from flying because of the South African variant. Uh, yeah. Which Could mean they, they may well not have been allowed to, to get out of South Africa or get into um, uh, the UAE. So, <laughs> who'd imagine flying problems getting in out of the UAE? Anyway, so that's um, that is pure speculation based on the fact we've not seen the cars and it's a, it's a full South African team. I'm, you know, and that, hopefully I'm wrong and they just have a problem there and go out there a minute. We obviously don't have feet on the street uh, at the moment, but that would be my guess. Uh, Miklas Born have just has just gone to the top in the Autorama Vol, uh, Volkswagen Golf GTI TCR DSG actually as well uh, that one as well because of course there are variants within TCR as whether they are DSG or sequential uh, boxes. We're getting down towards 21 uh, minutes, so we are looking for a TCR pole position and a TCX pole position uh, among what I reckon are 16 cars in the TCE category uh, with the non-appearance of 278 and 280, the other two Ginetta G55s. It's a shame actually because those G55s um, I have raced a G55 although um, not in an endurance race or any time I get into a car it's an endurance just getting in and getting out to be quite honest. Uh, <laughs> and it was an endurance spec car that I was I was racing uh, in a, a sprint championship in the Super Cup the Ginetta Super Cup. Which is the GT4 version then? It is a variant of the 55. The, the Collins normally in the GT4 class, isn't he? No, uh, he's been he's he's done this for a couple of times, hasn't he? And yeah. they they run to this regulation because of the lap times. The, the yeah, fastest lap for that 279 car is a 210791, and the Autorama a 210197. So um, the uh, and, and in fact. Michael's just uh, improved again to a 2.10.5.6.8. So it's about, as you said, finding people with roughly a similar performance level. And they don't really... We'll see the GTs a, a little bit quicker than that, I think, in the GT4s. But the, the 55's a lovely car, and in the endurance spec, with the aircon, aircon uh, only works when you're off the throttle, so it doesn't uh, sap any of the V6... Ford sourced engine power very clever thing to do but it's Autorama on top of the pile at the moment from CWS from redcameljordans.nl Willem Meyer uh, behind the wheel of the Cupra then top car that's Benjamin, Benjamin Leuchner uh, who is driving that one the 131 then the second of the Autorama cars which carries the number one as last year's championship winning team and car, Yannick Metzler back behind the wheel of the second of the Autorama Golfs and BBR Candidate Kusiri in another Cupra at the 107, that's 6th position and of course there will be positions that change already had a time thrown out for ben Benjamin Leuchter exceeding track limits time disallowed doesn't tell me is where but I would suggest it's probably either the final corner 
or somewhere in the wiggly bits between uh, four, five, and six. Yes, that's the place we most like to go off. Um, just to get, going back to the new five, which, if you're lucky enough to see pictures, is currently sweeping around the uh, the infield in the 279. One thing I do remember about you know, my, you know those, those historical times in the pits I spent is it did tend to lunch itself through differentials and gearboxes. So at least I have several spares around. That's a fair point. <laughs> with the other cars, um, it, it has a very <laughs> has a unique smell. That car when it comes in, you can tell exactly which bit's not working by the smell. Is it a carbon fibre burn? Is it does it tell like a brake or does it smell like the rear diff? See, some of the US have gone to the top of the times, uh, Nick, as you were talking about, the Michael Stephen uh, in that CWS Engineering 279, the remaining of the three entered. Ginettas, we're still going to have 50 cars, uh, possibly more than 50 cars, starting this race, which, given... I'm, I'm not, we're not going to talk about the world situation. This is a break from all of that. We are literally in an, an oasis of motor racing this weekend to try and bring some normality to this time of the year here on the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels. Uh, free and sound and vision, by the way, uh, on the new look radio-show.co.uk. So if you are just listening and you've got the bandwidth, you could be watching the pictures uh, as well. But over 50 cars, there were actually 53 entries we saw... Uh, what did you? Was it 45? 45. Yeah. 45. But that, we, we never get everybody out in the um, promoter test, effectively, what it is. There's always a few Sorry. more who don't. Some because they've got two or three cars, but they just rotate their driver through one car rather than putting miles on the second car. Um, and others because they just don't think they need the extra practice. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, my guess is a few, it'll be more than 45. Where, where, where it sits in 45 and 53, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, to be really honest with you, John, I know we're used to stratospheric car counts here, but I actually think it's going to lead to a better race. Oh, I, I agree. Much as I love the chaos, especially working in the pit lane, the, we have had races with too many cars, and we've had races with too many cars and too big a differential between a Clio and a GT3. So I know the Clio's been, have had an end to the last couple of years, but, you know, 89, 79 cars, you know, perhaps the, yeah, the realistic ceiling around this track should be 60, so we're, we're pretty close to that, I, I think the most we started was 96 or 97. I think it was 99. We had 101 entries and got 99. Yeah, you we? might be right. I remember you were a very long way back up the grid doing your grid walk. Well, well, yeah, all this running and practice, last, this last year I've been doing my regular running, I'm way fitter just for this event. And then, yeah. and you're in the booth. <laughs> exactly. And we've got Ian to do that for us. He looked, he looked quite live when I was watching the uh, the R bar, so you can probably make it easily up to uh, the, the far end. Down to the last 15 minutes of what started as a 30-minute session, putting up against the end of the Abarth. F4 race uh, after incident there if you weren't tuned in uh, a very big incident into the pit lane for the 101 bright orange red camel jordans.nl and entered cooper tcr villamere brings that car in from second place in tcr third overall it's still cws with the top time uh, it's come down to a 2096 so half a second better than the best of the TCR runners in this TCE uh, Touring Car Endurance Series. We have a GT Endurance Series as well. They will qualify next, and that is by far the uh, larger number of entries. Extra lights in the grill of the 
white and very bright green Audi RS3 <laughs> TCR. It's going to be good to spot. That is the, uh, the QSR racing car. Yeah, all the all the TCRs of that group actually just been checking on the entry. Yes. We've got five Audis, five um, Seats, or I suppose five Coopers, not called Seats anymore. Five Coopers and two Volkswagens. Now, obviously, over the uh, the course of uh, the winter, both Audi and Volkswagen have pulled out of uh, actively promoting TCR, haven't they? Yes, but they're still servicing their customers. Had a long chat with Chris Renke from Audi Sport Customer Racing. Um, the TCRs are all built by Cooper, actually. Uh, because they're all the same, I'll probably get this wrong, but I think it's MQB platform. I am. You uh, want to be very careful you start on that one because it's I know. really confusing. I, I, I know. Um, MQB is the uh, platform of or box of uh, box of parts, effectively that has the transverse engine. If I've got that right, it's a German term. There's MQB. Um, LB and MEB for electric, MB being longitudinal. That's the one that I, I remember. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and Audi, <laughs> Audi started this idea of, of, of platform sharing for itself about 15 years ago, and it's been adopted by the Volkswagen AG group, which uh, it means that they can... It's, it's not so much an exact chassis, but a, uh, a, a kit of parts, a matrix. Isn't it a collection of hard points? Yes. Like um, the base of the windscreen and the, and, the, and the back of the... It's like it makes it But the windscreen to... doesn't have to be at the same angle and things mm. like It's very, very clever. And, of course, it cuts down the amount of variance and means they can order huge amounts of common parts within the group. And there are massive economies of massive scale uh, at, at that point. And... So all of the VAG um, products that Nick mentioned there are all built, the TCR versions of those cars are all built by Cupra. Uh, and they're going to continue to support their racing. That is their major racing area. And Cupra, having been spun off as a separate brand from Seat itself, it was always the sporty version. It's now a separate brand, as DS is to Citroen, if you will. Um, and in fact, they've got their first um, Cupra-only car now, which is the Formentador, which is a crossover SUV. All right. Um, and that is that's exclusive to Cupra. That so, sounds more like somewhere you keep your, uh, your cured meats. I'm cu- oh, my cured meats in the Formentador. Yeah, very good. Um, Can I just say something very quickly, John? Let's go say, uh, say hello to Paul Trussburn, who's also sent me the official PDF entry form. So thank you, Paul. Ah, hello, Trusses. Happy New Year. Fitting well, so we have had all 16 cars that we were expecting to see. That would be minus 278 and 80, the CWS Engineering Genetta Twins. Although it is their team car that's on top of the pile at the moment, with uh, just on 11 minutes still to go. Autorama in the 112, in the shape of the 112, Volkswagen leading the category for TCR with Red Camel, Jordan.nl in second place Simpson in third got a Jeanette behind the wheel of the Simpson Motorsport 138 that's another one of the Audis Uh, Gunner for a while at least held the accolade of being the youngest driver to start at Le Mans 
Uh, and I think it was the English driver to finish as well. But I think he's been usurped on certainly the starting part of that. Now, Gunnar, who comes from a racing family, his dad, Kevin Jeanette, raced himself and still does some great historic preparation. So Gunnar out in the Simpson Motorsport car. Competing for the FX Primus Pool in both categories this year. And we see them on the grid on Friday morning. You will see literally the pool arch over the top of the two cars. Welcome to the 24R Series 2 FX Primus. And thank you for the support of the series. New fastest lap there for Miklas Bornick, and it is the TCRs that are back to the top of the class, although Michael Stevens just been in and out. I suspect he's thrown another set of handcuffs at the CWS Genetta G55. Yeah, we normally find that the, uh, the G55s do just eclipse the TCRs and the tracks we've been going to um, during the course of the last summer. Um, but obviously that will depend on the, the individual, well, the, the, the tactics of the G55 drivers, and more importantly, of course, you know, the, the relative, the ultimate pace of the uh, qualifying drivers within the CCR class and and the, the G55s. But I, I'm, I'm still going to put my neck out, so I think the G55 and, and Michael Stephen and his teammate will end up on pole. Um, I'm not sure what, where, where you think that's going to end up, John, but I'm, I guess it's going to be a little bit quicker. I mean, the battle really is going to be TCR. What we have tended to see also is that the, the TCRs do effectively run a stint slightly quicker than the G55s. Normally, they're actually in the lead by the end of the first stint of these TCE cars. It doesn't matter because they're in separate races, but then you get a real all-out battle for, with seven or eight TCRs nailed together, swapping during tactics and pit stops and code 60s. It is ever thus. Ever <laughs> thus. QSR Audi going down the middle part of the circuit towards the very interesting turn-in at uh, through 13 into 14, the long horseshoe corner that then leads uphill. There are a multitude of lines you can take through there. I have to say that I favour sticking to the inside, uh, particularly if you're in race conditions. Although in qualifying, you might make that two APCs, go in, drift out the middle and come back. The camber on the road helps you if you do that. That QSR car. QSR, we remember Nick Dormby, who covered in Brooklet behind the wheel of that car. We remember those guys running the BMW M cars and he's just past the 302 which is the only 240, 235 as it used to be racing cup car. There used to be cup five if you remember Mm. Fun M Motorsport with the uh, Simon Clement driving that. The only one of those and QSR and QSR race school they used to run a couple of those back in yeah, the uh, Q- I remember the Q- QSR car also ran the first version of the GT4 Mercedes AMG. Correct, they that, had John? A... And they had a terrible race where they were just terribly slow. I can't remember which one it was, one of the European longer rounds. And they, they, Navara, they, 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 definitely... they, 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 they debuted that car at Navara and it looked like it just rolled off a showroom floor because it was just and in plain exactly. silver. And it, it, it definitely just trundled round. It really did. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, Dubai bingo card there. Into the pit foot. A bit of info has come through from uh, Joe Bradley, who'll be joining us in the broadcast uh, later on today and tomorrow. Um, the 114 car, the Ultra Motorbike Wolf Power Racing, that was completely reshelled overnight. Wow. 
And it must have had a problem during the test session. So, so Joe obviously has some good contacts with um, engineers and mechanics in, who normally work in the UK. So that's a story in itself, which we can perhaps set Ian onto at some point. But yeah, the green shell, the 114. Yeah, I was expecting to have Ian down in the pits uh, for this session. Uh, out on the circuit, the 114 is just out of the pit lane. That's its outlap for that Wolf Power car. And it does like look like it's got one or two panels that um, might not have been originally... Uh, put towards that car <laughs> which have been very quickly vinyled up or taped over uh, notice that there's uh, slow moving uh, Cupra out on the circuit at the moment just heading round to turn number 12 and that is the 218 car the 208 car excuse no, can't be the 208 it was alright the first time 218 Sally Racing yeah I was right that's Niels Ulrich Naibo behind the wheel of that. Um, now, that car, although it looks very much, doesn't it, like a TCR, it's running in mm. TCX. Is it because it's got the wrong sort of gearbox? No, it's got um, DSG. It, it's listed as a Cooper DSG, and there are sequentials and DSGs running in the TCR class. It may have a slightly different state of tune, or there might be something else on it that takes it out of conformity, homologation to yeah. the, the TCRs it's running third at the moment in TCR for Neil. It's really interesting, yeah, I mean, they, they do this sometimes the older models I think they've fallen out of homologation but they've fallen out of parity and they and they point. stick them in the because the, the, as you said, uh, in the opening salvo, the point about preventing is if you've got a car we will find you a class, a class you can compete in, but we won't give you, you know, we'll give you an unfair advantage or an unfair disadvantage. So, you know, if there's a particular reason why that car will be quicker because of the you know, balance of performance advances over the last few years or slower because it's just left behind because of, um, uh, you know, technology advances. And it doesn't, there's no point in it turning up in TCR because it would be left behind, but it can be in TCX and have a good time. I've now got pictures of that 114, John, and that was, it was comprehensively uh, taken out Bint. all the way down the right-hand side. Right. Um, and to me, that's gone into the barrier sideways on the right-hand side. The left not, it looked relatively okay, but it did the chassis leg. So, the front. so uh, it's Dario Stanko who's brought brought that uh, Autorama 114 Thanks, car. Joe, three, uh, and uh, Yasmin Prezik uh, is now behind the wheel, just going out of the pit lane of the Autorama car that is um, that is leading on times in class. Um, Autorama, I mean, we love them, and they are a brilliant team. Auto no drama, we call them, because they've been very good. So that hasn't started that 21 off with without any drama. But Officially, it's not part of the race meeting, is it? It's just, it's just a promoter test. They can still say that they've been perfect during race meetings. But, but they brought a spare shell, or they were able to get hold of a spare shell, or has some body in the car park gone to find their higher car which just happened to be a VW Golf has, my guess is, has disappeared my guess is though actually in all seriousness they've got a two car team I think they may be also thinking about working uh, at Abu Dhabi next week so you probably would have a chance to stick a spare car in there, they're a big operation that's a fair point because there is a six hour race from the Hankook 24 hour series uh, next weekend at Abu Dhabi at Yas Marina and the oh, spin and that is the uh, that is Yasmin Preisig 
for, excuse me, that is uh, Mike and Stephen, who's been in the car, the Ginetta G55 since the start. So he has Mike and Spun at turn one. Just to dive down to the pit lane where Gunnar Jeanette is with Ian. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Indeed. Indeed, he is all the way from the USA, from Florida, no less. He is the driver from the other side of the Atlantic. In the out, who's just fallen into pit lane. You can see on the side of the car, position five at the moment, Gunnar Jeanette. Welcome to 2021, first of all. How is it out there? Uh, it's great. Um, really happy to be here, part of the Simpson Motorsports with everybody. This was, um, I think we only figured out that we were going to come over here and, and drive with them about two weeks ago. And this is my first time ever driving a TCR car and, and qualifying there, made it up to about 10 laps. So just uh, still figuring things out. Gunnar, it's fantastic to be back here in Dubai, despite everything that's happened in the last 12 months. We don't need to speak about that. It is an incredibly international event. Let's look to the side of your car. Two Englishmen, two Americans and a Romanian in a German car here in the United Arab Emirates. How good is it to be racing here back in this famous race? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's been uh, quite some time since I was here last. Um, it, it's a wonderful field. It's, it's great to be out here. You know, it's a strong TCR class. Uh, Rodrigo and I are super, super happy to be here. And, um, and yeah, it's fun. Let's go racing. How's the car performing in these first sessions of the week? Uh, it's, it's good. I mean, like I said, it's, it's my first time driving a TCR car. And it's been about 10 years since I've driven a front-wheel drive race car. So I'm just figuring things out. But the, the Audi's feeling great so far. Position 5 at the moment. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too shabby given the, the circumstances. So I think we're happy. We just want to run a nice clean race and just see where we are gonna jeanette from the usa best of luck for the weekend here in the dubai 24 hour great thanks a bunch thanks ian Bye. ian down there in the uh, pit lane for us here gunner and rodrigo drive together in the, have driven together in the us uh, gunner still seems a very young man to me but he's been around for quite a long time and has amassed a huge amount of experience uh, and anybody who's first race car is a 935 full house turbocharged Porsche which it was for Gunnar to be honest anything else is still here yes and anything else <laughs> check the flag is out by the way anything else is going to feel a little bit less exciting after that uh, he's driven uh, he was dealt the wing of course uh, he's uh, driven prototypes in the American Le Mans series in IMSA uh, he's driven, he had his GMW, uh, I noticed uh, overalls on there. He's driven GT cars in the past, but not driven a TCR car. The drivers who jump into them, will uh, maybe we'll get a chat with Gunnar again later on, they don't really drive like the front-wheel drive car. The way they rotate into the corners uh, tends to make it feel much more like a rear-drive car, but you've got to remember that the fronts are doing turning and the motive power at the same time so it's with the check friction circle isn't it yes it is exactly so uh, so with the time having elapsed the first car I think to see the checkered flag was Dario Stanko in the rebuilt 114 Volkswagen for Autorama here's their teammate coming across the line now for Yasmin Preisig uh, 213.3 that car's best 209.405 and that I think is going to be the top time in the class and therefore taking the FX 
Primus Pool Award for TCE. CWS Engineering will take the FX Primus Pool in TCX, and those two separate at the end, Nick, by two-tenths, three-tenths of a second. So just underlining what we were saying about the closeness of competition between the cars in the TCE part of the Hankook 24 hours. Yeah, got that's slightly wrong. I have actually, it was because of the end of qualifying for the TCR, TCE class, I also had the end of the 114 story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was taken to a local dealer, and they reshelled it there by taking something off the, uh, off the, off the lot. Nowhere. Yep, it was a, it was a, it was it was reshelled in Dubai, uh, and they thought they'd be touch and go to getting back today, but they've managed to do it. So they actually did it in the work. Hang on, I've got the, they did it in the workshops uh, of Racing Line Dubai. That is outstanding sleuthing. No. Did Bradley put, get that? Up that's work? all, Joe. Yep, that's all, Joe. He's uh, PC he, uh, Bradley on the beat. PC Bradley um, remotely on the beat. So yeah, thanks, Joe. We appreciate that. Very well in, done indeed. Uh, take the FX Primus Paul for. The TCX category, Colin Wilson. Wils- uh, Colin Wilson. Colin, <laughs> Colin White. Who's Colin Wilson? Yeah, I've no clue. <laughs> Morning to Colin Wilson uh, and uh, the motorsport team, which we've just made up. Colin White then uh, taking that pole position for Janetta. The gap just two, uh, three tenths of a second. AC Motorsport uh, in third position with uh, their number one eighty-eight. Great to see Stefan Perrin, uh, Philippe Theron, Sebastian Morales and Matthew Decret. Particularly good to see Stefan uh, back racing again uh, after some issues at Barcelona What a year, over a year ago. Now, uh, 101 Red Camel, fourth position, third in class for Evo, Henry, uh, Sylvain and Willem. Simpson Motorsports, good at Jeanette, did the time for the 138. Audi in fifth. BBR, the 107 car, uh, is next up. That's uh, another one of the Cupras, as is Top Car's uh, car behind them. Uh, Benjamin Luchter uh, doing the time there. And Autorama Motorsport by Wolf Power, uh, last year's champions, with the number one on, uh, making up the top eight. Then it's Zengo AC, PK Car Sport, QSR. Uh, in that Audi. Then the VW, uh, the reshelled VW, the 1.4, that's got Reese Lloyd in it as well, although it was Dario who did the laps. I think Nicholas Bourne is listed in that car as well, isn't he? Yes, he is. Uh, and uh, the RKC Z- ZRT, Sally Racing, and the Fun M Motorsport, that is one of the TCX cars, uh, as is the Sally Racing car, so that would be third and fourth. We're not going to see, we are hearing, the 278 and the 280 uh, from the CWS Engineering pits, uh, and we'll get some news, I'm sure, from Colin about the situation there, but I didn't see either of those on the practice sheets earlier, that's not necessarily the worst thing, but that is qualifying so that is the official session that now, Nick, is over for TCE and, you know, Autorama, CWS, AC, Motorsport, Red Camel, top four times, exactly the teams that we expect to see there. Well done, Simpson Motorsport, for jumping in yeah. to the shark pool that is TCR and good at Jeanette, adapting very quickly. A second and a half off, but he, he's not seen the track before and he's not driven the car before. No, it's a very, very good performance. I think it's nice. It just—it was a, good, a nice, clean session, you know. Apart from the uh, the cars that didn't take part, which didn't put a time in, which is terrible of them. No, but everyone else really put in a, a good, clean session. I think you know that, that uh, 
trying to look at the laps, everyone got at least seven or eight laps. Um, so it looks like we have a uh, cars driving properly and getting round. And uh, well done to the Jasmine Prezik and Michael Stephen who took the cars over the line, not necessarily doing the time. Let's take our first FX Primus Paul interview of the 2021 season. Ian is down in Pitlin. Indeed I am. Firstly, I have to say it's a glorious day here in the Emirates and the weather in Switzerland a little bit different, Miklas Bourne. This is well worth the trip to the United Arab Emirates because you have just taken pole positions. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, amazing to be here. It's very nice that we can race here and uh, have the good weather and uh, a lot of racing. It's very cool. The Autorama team, you've built a reputation for being giant killers and you've got the weekend off to a fantastic start. Yeah, the, the weekend started perfectly. I mean, it was an amazing lap, amazing car. A uh, big thank you to the team. What's your approach for the race? It is still, what, 24 hours away before the start of the 24-hour race. It's a long week here in Dubai. Yeah, you know, to finish first, you first have to finish. So that's a bit uh, the thing. You just need to drive and come through without collisions or anything. But the GTI is fairly bulletproof. Will you be absolutely giving it 100% every lap? You can do that in this car. Uh, no, for sure not. We have to be careful as well with the suspension and everything, but uh, I think we showed that we have a very good speed. Nicholas Bourne, congratulations. You have just taken pole position for the Dubai 24-hour race here in the United Arab Emirates for the Volkswagen Alto-Rama team. Congratulations. Thank you. So our first FX Primus Paul of 2021. And well done to the Autorama guys. They actually have stuck it on the top of the whole class as well. Let's not forget. So that is the TCR FX Primus Paul sitter. But, of course, we also have TCX in that category. And that's CWS Engineer and Michael Stephen in that car for pretty much the whole session. Uh, and as Nick was saying, a very clean session in the sunshine here at Dubai. People finding their feet, although there was a little bit of promote a test day earlier on in the week the TCR category dominated in fact exclusively populated by brands from Volkswagen AG with uh, Audi Volkswagen themselves and Cupra making up the TCR grid in TCX Janetta on pole position ahead of the BMW M2 from uh, Club Sport Racing, from PK Car Sport. Uh, the Cupra that's running in TCX in the colours of Sally Racing and the Fun M Motorsport BMW M240i Racing Cup. But CWS then take the FX Primus Paul Award for TCX. Michael Stevens doing, Stephen doing the job there. And just two and three quarter tenths between Autorama who captured the uh, pole in TCR and therefore in the TCE category uh, and the CWS. Now, stay with us uh, because we pretty much roll into the next session. It's uh, about 15 minutes away, but we're going to stay uh, on the air here on the Radio Show Limited uh, network of audio and video channels. The Burge looking fantastic in the distance. Just a little bit of haze out on the far side. 
might be able to get a word with uh, someone from CWS whilst we're waiting for the GT cars to come out. Uh, Nick, you made the point, and I, I, I think it's worth developing that. Only 16 cars, but a clean session there, and that's what everybody will be we're looking for. You don't want to be having to... Uh, you don't want to have to be doing any remedial work after a half-hour <laughs> qualifying session. No, I mean, effectively, these cars, you know, are, have been put into their race modes, their qualifying modes, modes, and they do, of course, have another hour and a half of night practice coming up later this evening, where, again, they'll be doing rotating drivers through and getting used to the track, which is very, very different in the dark. It's not particularly well lit. I mean, you know, you have, you know if you think about... You know, night race, the next night race that's coming up, of course, the 24-hour race is the Daytona 24 hours, which is a fabulously well-lit, uh, well-lit um, amphitheatre, whereas, of course, it's quite dark around the back of, uh, of Dubai. So you need to get used to it. You need to get used to what looks at the closing speeds. I think the drivers who are you know, established Dubai veterans are going to find it very, very interesting because for the first time, I think, since about 2007, you know, we're, we're below 50 cars. Um, or on the 50 cars. And that's going to make it a very, very different proposition about how you go about your race because you can, you can begin to think about not being so concerned about traffic because you haven't got 25 more slow cars around you at the front. You are able to run your program a lot more. So I'm, I'm, expect, I'm generally expecting a really, really um, dynamic race where people are actually having to push from, from day one and not actually think about oh, what's going to happen with traffic, what's going to happen with Code 60 because it should be, should be, a much much cleaner race just by the concept you have you know you have 66 percent of the cars there should be 66 of the, of the less than 66 of the incidents but suddenly you've given everyone so much more space to breathe the uh, the, the point you've made about how little uh, lighting uh, external lightning there is uh, at dubai autodrome it is is well made because it is very dark indeed out the back which makes headlights uh, and additional lights the LED light panels that most people have to have, seem to have to have nowadays and make a huge difference as somebody who has raced with them and without them in a variety of darkness uh, encounters on circuits around the world. Um, th- th- that we call them now, darkness encounters. Darkness encounters, mate, yes, absolutely. Um, uh, they do make a huge difference. Um, I wonder, we had news, didn't we, yesterday... Uh, that the Asian Le Mans series are going to do their opening two rounds of their 2021 season at this circuit at Dubai Autodrome uh, in February. And they were expecting to be doing all four races at Yas Marina, some in daytime, some in evening time, and some in darkness at Yas. But there's no darkness at Yas when the lights uh, come on. If they do a night race here at Dubai, it's going to be a proper night race for, for those guys. And right up to LMP2s, remember, in that category. That's going to be spectacular. I'll be, I'll be really to see what uh, Cyril and the team decide on timings. Because as you quite rightly say, Yas Marina's not dark. It, it, it's dark outside. Yasmarina, it's not super... It's not, you can ch- the level of lighting isn't up at the levels um, you know, of, of Qatar, for example, but it is more than enough to run you know, an into-the-evening F1 race. So you, effectively, you, you don't need headlights. So I'd be interested to see whether they actually um, decide to run an, into the dark or a darkness race here in Dubai. My, my feelings are, I mean, I'm sure the teams want to. I'm just wondering whether they, because they need to keep the cars in absolute pristine condition because the next race is only five days after, they'll kind of ease back on anything that causes extra variables and actually run the two Dubai races in the daytime, John. Mm. Possibly. 
Absolutely right. I, I, the Dubai circuit will suit it down to the ground. Uh, congratulations to Cyril Tashville and, and the uh, the rest of the guys there. Difficult it, times for all race organisers. I think, John, I think that's a, a, a reaction that's going to end up with a better series. Uh, I think it certainly doesn't make it any worse. Uh, and we know I mean, from think... speaking to our colleagues uh, at Creventic how difficult it has been putting things together. Uh, everything's fluid at the moment. Uh, and well done to to Ole, Peter uh, and the rest of the Creventic team who have managed to put this splendid grid together. We still believe we're going to start over 50 cars. Uh, and you, I mean, you. we talked about it on Midweek Motorsport last night, you talked about the, the quality of entry. And the GT3 entry, the top category here, Nick, which is what we'll see qualifying next, is sparkling. Yeah, I mean, it's... a. Uh, it's interesting because some of the people, some of the team names aren't here. You'd expect like you know, Black Falcon aren't here, but all the Black Falcon drivers are running under under HRT, which is helped, of course, which is who helped who used to run for them. So he's now kind of taken over and, and run the Mercedes under a different banner. But the drivers are all here: Kadar Kabaisi, of course, you know, and. Uh, um, uh, you know, Hubert and Mauro Engel and, and Valentin Pierberg, who we're used to seeing. I mean, if you look at the, the you know, the, the, the teams that are here, it's a, it's a really, really high-quality GT3 event. And, and interestingly, I think, you know, one of the things you, you can't really miss out, John, I do notice you're going to see it quite soon, is the Team Zaxby with a Viper GT3. So you're kind of wondering, A, what vintage that car is, and B, what they'll have done to balance it up. And that's in the, uh, you know, that's in the, uh, in the AM class with Hendrik Steele, Evgeny Kidev, Sergei Stroyov, Viktor Scheitar, uh, who obviously knows very well, and uh, Manuel Lauk. So I'm really, really interested in just seeing that car going around because I've never seen a Viper GT3 in the flesh. Really? Yep, never seen it. They have, they're, um, GT Racing have run... Uh, Vipers here at Dubai before was that before your time then? They used to be in the first garage, if memory serves. No, that wasn't right a Viper. That, that was a Corvette. Oh yes, it was. You're absolutely right. I was thinking body shape there rather than car. Yes, they they, they did run the V8. You're absolutely right. Right, uh, they, they ran the old Corvette. So you've not seen a GT. Viper before. I generally don't think so. The other thing I noticed we've got here, which we very rarely have, um, is Inception Race Mopton and running a McLaren 720 GT3. And I, I, I think we have had a McLaren. We've had McLaren GT4s. I, gonna, I'll, 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 this is when we need Paul um, to be uh, sitting by your side, John, just to remember. I'm not sure we've had a McLaren GT3 either. Uh, this one's got Brendan Uribe, Ollie Milroy, Nick Moss and Joe Osborne. Joe obviously um, escaping from uh, new fatherhood, so he'll be getting a nice, uh, decent night's sleep for the first time in several months. Um, but that's the Optimum Motorsport car with McLaren. So that's, I know, think that's got to be one of the favourites in the mm. GT3 AM category. And I know that sounds odd in such a good category that that is, because there's a lot of good GT3 AM drivers, including the uh, Khaled al car with Florian uh, and Nico and Patrick Assenheimer uh, in that uh, GT3 AM car the Zack Speed Viper Dodge SRT Viper GT3 R I would suspect that's the second iteration uh, um, of the uh, Viper so the slightly slightly more angular one still with a V10 truck engine that's what really counts great engine 
Uh, I, I love that car. Car collection are back as well, yeah. of course, uh, and they'll be they'll be uh, enjoying themselves. Dr. Johannes Kirchhoff, along with Gustav uh, Edelhoff, Elmer Grimm, Max Edelhoff as well uh, in that car. Uh, the CP Racing guys have made it across from the stage. Charles Putman and Charles Espinlab with Joe Foster and Shane Lewis. We've seen those guys drive together as well. Daniel Alleman, Ralph Bowen, Robert and Alfred Renard in an Am Herbeth car. That's the 91 car. And we've got some GTXs as well. And again, just like the TCXs, GTX are for cars that don't quite fit into GT3 or GT4. And I think they're all Huracan Super yeah. Trophy. And the Vortex. Uh, the Vortex is in there as well. Yes, you're right. Yeah, just, just until it catches fire. Um, Stop it. There's nothing on the track at the moment. They can hear you in the pit lane. They'll be coming looking for you. Uh, Leipzig Motorsport, GT3 Poland, ERC Bratislava, all running uh, Urakan Super Trofeos. You've also missed missed out, of course, we also have an Urakan in GT3, and it's my personal favourite for the event, which is Rolf Inaiken, Adrian Amschutz, Mirko Bortolotti, back over from Audi to be a factory Mm. uh, Lamborghini driver. And, of course, Rick Broikers, who uh, is quite good and only ranked as a semi-pro, so that's a 63 car. He was a Lamborghini junior driver for a while, and he's and won a couple think, of uh, Rolexes at the Daytona 24. Yeah, I think I think he got kind of last year. I was confused a lot of things. I'm not quite sure what Rick's status is within the Lamborghini program anymore. I'm not actually even sure what the Lamborghini program is uh, status is at the moment. They obviously have one, but I, it's not like we had that big formal announcement. Or, or I missed it if we did, like we got with Porsche a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the actual GT3 field is pretty impressive because we've got we've got several Mercs, several Porsches, obviously. We've got a Lamborghini, a McLaren, a couple of Audis, and a Dodge. Mm, so good. You, know, you, you, you kind of hit the uh, hit the set. And of course, the, you know, we, we have to remember that traditionally, the Dubai 24 has favoured the Mercedes. It's been the the, the, the most popular sun at the moment. But we have had wins for Porsche as well, and WRT Audi won three years ago. Was it? Now? Was it two years ago? Don't. At all. <laughs> um, Porsche 911 uh, Gen 2 Cup class as well with Duo, with Huber, the Profidos uh, with uh, Huber Racing, HRT, couple from them, couple of Speed Lover cars, MRS GT, NKPP uh, by Baz Kouten, uh, Kouten Racing. Uh, they've got a Porsche uh, as well. I like the Porsche 911 GT Cup class and those cars go a very long way on a tank of fuel. They seem to last a very long time and be very reasonable to run in endurance spec. They might not win overall, but they'll have a good battle between them. Um, We've seen Speedlover do very well here uh, in the past. Pro Sport lead the GT4 field in terms of the numbers. I should have said actually as I was looking through here that, um, that the Porsches all start with the number 9 909, 924, 928 uh, 929, 978 etc. For GT4 class, guess what? They start with 4. So 401 is Pro Sports Aston Martin, uh, one of the AMR GT4s and that's a strong team there with Nico Verdonk, Rodrigue Gion, uh, Stefan Lemare, uh, the uh, uh, Patrick Mathieson and Konstantin Scholl uh, alongside those three very quick Belgians in that car. ST Racing have got uh, one of a number of GT4 BMW M4s. I think there's three in the field, aren't there? With 3Y Technology 
uh, and Team Avia Zorg Rainsport have been BMW runners for quite some time. Dragon Racing, based right here in the UAE, have a Mercedes, uh, and then we're into the TCR. Sounds like we've got movement down on the pit lane. Yeah, run down a bit. Just going to say, the BMW M4 GT4s, I hope the real car is less understeer in the virtual car, that's all I'll say. I'm um, sure they've worked on it. Because it's bloody unpleasant in uh, iRacing, in is my it? opinion. Well, I think so. Other people go, oh, it's marvellous. To me, it's like, how much more can I turn the wheel for the car actually turns? Wherever um, you are in the world, welcome along. Beautiful afternoon at the Dubai Autodrome for the Hankook 24 Hours of Dubai, the first round of the 24-hour series for 20. 21 we are about three and a half minutes away from getting a green flag so cars are moving out of their pit area in the gt endurance category uh, you will notice if you are new to this that no one is wearing any uh, fireproof uh, clothing in the pit lane including ian our pit reporter uh, that uh, you might think, well, that's a bit daft, isn't it? Uh, there's no fueling in the pit lane. The fuel stop is at pit out. You double round into a specific fuel area, and that's where some of the early runners have gone. You're not allowed to fuel in your own pit box. Uh, out goes the uh, number 19. That's the black and red. MP Motorsport. MP Motorsport car. It's a good point, Johnny, actually, making looking forward to the race. Um, there's the same number of um, fuel tanks, but fuel pumps as has always been at Dubai, but significantly less cars. So it's going to change the tactics during Code 60. We can talk about more tomorrow, but it's going to change tactics during Code 60. You, the, the, the veteran uh, Dubai 24 listeners and viewers with us will know it, sometimes you have to actually just trundle through the pits and ignore it because it, it's going to be full, much less likely with uh, a third less cars or half of it. But um, I'm going to ask you a question, John, because it's my turn to ask you a question. Uh -huh. um, is that uh, how many, who do you think is going to pick up Pol? It's going to be a battle for FX Primus, Paul. Uh, people say, why does it matter? It, unless ultimately, of course, in a 24-hour race, it doesn't. But tell that to the drivers who go out there. Um, watch the McLaren. I think the McLaren's going to be really, really quick. And as Paul Truswell would be reminding us right now, that once there's a, a, a pro driver in, even if it's a pro-am car, it's still going to be very, very quick indeed. And looking at recent outings for that McLaren 720 um, I think that's going to be a very good platform here for the race more difficult to say uh, they've had some reliability issues with both the GT3 and the GT4 McLarens uh, in uh, recent times um, but it's a very fast car a very very fast car indeed no, mostly good call. I'm going to go with uh, 63, the GRT Grasser team, and I'm even going to say it's going to be Mirko Bortolotti who's going to set the time. Well, Mirko has done it here before. He's very, very quick. If it is Mirko, but to be honest, the other person you could put in would be Rick Breukers, and he's not going to be that much slower, if any at all. No. <laughs> and there's yeah, nothing to stop you actually changing drivers. It's, it's no, not one driver, one set of tyres. There aren't any tyre restrictions, so you know you can throw as as much as you want at it, and as many drivers as you want at it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the glorious thing about this. There are no regulations about drives and tyres. You can just, uh, and most of the teams will run at least, well, most of the top end teams will run two sets because it actually means a lot to get on pole for these guys. There's a real <laughs> kind of uh, dynamic uh, Porsche. On. And I've sat there and we've done this. And we've interviewed the past, and the guy who's qualified third. It, it's like you shot his dog. It's, it's, you know, it, it's just, oh, you know, because it's only a couple of tenths. I should have had it. I should have been better around turn twelve. You know, being under that that awning at the front of the Dubai 24 hour, the first major endurance or the first major race of of any year it's a it's a bit of a, it's a great way to start the year and a great that, way to uh, to pump up your cv another car that we need to watch is the dynamic porsche as well it's in the uh, black and uh, the carbon and gold ian's down in the pit lane for us as we're about to go green in fact we do go green ian indeed i am i heard you saying your pick for pole position was a mclaren how about the pick for the best presented car this is the inception racing joe osborne about to go out onto the circuit as we do go green a magnificent looking at the car 72 joe just waits for a clear lap as the arc bratislava lamborghini goes out behind us in the background it will be a fantastic fight for pole position we heard you speaking saying doesn't really matter for pole position well, of course it does. They're racing drivers, so to have that on your CV, pole position for the Dubai 24-hour race, even if it all comes to naught during the race, that's still fairly significant for a racing driver. And let's not take away the fact they are very competitive. Joe's just waiting there for a clear track. It's a fantastic atmosphere down here in pit lane to get 2021 underway qualifying for the GT Class, the 2021 Dubai 24-hour race. It will be a fight for pole position. Yeah, the GT3 uh, Mercedes fans, they'll be hard to beat for mine as he stalls it. Fires it up again. What a magnificent racing car. Out onto the circuit. And we are underway with qualifying for the GT category. I, I, it never ceases to amaze me. It's been a while since I've worked in a pit lane, Nick, and, and you have been there much more recently than me. But I have been close to racing cars. Um, and, and obviously, from the comfort of, of comms boxes, watch and listen to what's going on down in the pit lane. It, it never ceases to amaze me how easy they seem to be to get off the line now. <laughs> the, the old days of three-pedal cars and finding that really nasty biting point of the clutch or, or being told, oh, no, you, you need to get it to four and a half, five thousand revs, drop the clutch, get the wheel spinning, and then get it straight onto the, rev, onto the pit lane speed limiter. Those days have gone now with, with two pedal cars and flappy puddles. Also, I think you need to remember, John, is these, car, these engines aren't stressed anymore. No, that's a good point. Because in GT3 regulations, the road cars have nearly all got more power than the GT3 than, than the actual race cars have, because they are, you know, all balanced back. You, know, you get yourself a, uh, a Lamborghini Huracan Performante, and that's probably, as we know, for example, the Super Trofeos have got more horsepower than the GT3 cars, have got less aero. So, you know, you, you, you have a chance to build niceness and, you know, usability. And it's, it's really interesting because whenever you see an Evo version of an R8 or an Evo version of Mercedes, it isn't allowed to go any ultimately quicker. It's all about widening the envelope of, of setup. It's all about making right. it easier for the gentleman drivers. And one of the things, the first thing you don't want to do is the car is a nightmare to get in and out of the pits. You know, so you can do... You're not, yeah, you can sacrifice a bit of usability to make it easy. Sorry, a bit of performance to make it more usable because you don't need the other performance you just lose that back again in balanced performance we are underway then for the battle for FX Primus Paul in the GT categories 
mentioned a few of them. The GT3s, that's obviously going to be at the front of the field, GT3 Pro at Arm. Porsche 911 Cup class in there as well. They start with the nines. Uh, the GT3s are all numbers up to 100. The GTXs all have sevens at the front of their numbers. The Porsche 911 classes have nine, and the GT4s have four. Which makes perfect sense to me. I wish more series uh, did that. No, that. That is, in fairness, that is absolutely brilliant because suddenly not scratching. Apart from Carl One, of course, who said who is the ultimate champion from last year, which is Autorama. Yes, which is in the TCR. TCR. Yeah, but TCR. all the rest makes sense, um, which is particularly useful when you have a quick glance up, and especially when several you can have cars that look suitable quite, you know, to the glass. I'm sure, you know, I'll give an example of the 911s here, which can be in some ways in three different classes. Correct. Obviously, you as an aficionado would know that by, by a mere you know, half-second glimpse, for me, it's much easier <laughs> to the numbers and tell them apart. Actually, the easiest way to tell 911s apart is, is, is normally looking inside them, although nowadays... <laughs> well, that's that, not very easy, but it's driving past you. No, no, I know, I know, but if you've got an onboard camera, uh, as we have many of, including on the 928, that is a 991, uh, Gen 2 Cup car. Leon Curler is behind the wheel of that one at the moment. 928 here. Uh, famous Porsche number. Plenty of opportunity to get Porsche model numbers in uh, or type numbers. And the Porsche, and by the way, I know I say this, um, but it's the first time of the year. Um, Porsche model numbers, like 911. Is always 911 or 968 or 962, whereas type numbers 991 that would never be 991, that would be 991, 993, 992, etc. The new uh, Porsche Cup car, by the way, I'll talk about in a moment because Ian is going to give us a snake update. This is just for Nick Damon who hasn't seen a fighter before. I'm excited, Ian. Impressive motor car. Look at this, the VTN up by but Victor Tatya from Russia. It's almost an all-Russian team. Victor sitting to the car. She's still has a few adjustments going on the car. It looks like a greater air intake for the cooling system of this monstrous, did you call it a track engine? V10 engine. I can tell you it is an enormous car. It is very impressive. And Victor is about to go out into pit lane as we are underway with qualifying for the TT category here at Dubai. I'm just putting it this, it looks as though they've enlarged the cooling system on the front of the engine, the air intake at least. Of course, this is the Zach Speed team, one of the most famous teams in motor racing worldwide for the past, what, three, four decades. They used to race in Formula One back in the 1980s, of course, and taking multiple wins at the DTM German Touring Car Championship. Their drives, including the likes of Bernd Schneider. The bonnet's about to go on, we'll get out of the way. Victor is in the car. It's starting to get a little bit frantic, a little bit hectic down here in pit lane. And this gives us a sense of perspective. And the bonnet goes on the 13 V10, drives Viper. Victor in the car, we've still got plenty of time left in the session. We've only ticked over six or seven minutes. It was Matteo Cairoli who was at the top of the time a few moments ago. That has been He's starting to get frantic down here in the Zaxby garage. Victor, one of three Russians in the car racing this weekend. 
They may well, if they do get a clean run this weekend, may well surprise us with their pace. Certainly in a straight line, we'll hear them coming, that's for one thing. Just a few moments before it's dropped off the jacks. The Henkel tyres are on, Victor will launch. And you'll hear it from up in the commentary box. This enormous, magnificent car. The right front is going on, the engine fires into life. And Victor Shagar is about to commence qualifying one of the last cars to go out. Incidentally, you were speaking about pit lane or refueling a few moments ago as the car comes off the tax. Quite a few of the cars are left pit lane straight into the refueling section to get just the bare minimum. It is a 30-minute session, so they don't need too much. Although some of these cars do drink an enormous amount of fuel. So Victor about to leave the box as we've got one of the porches coming into pit lane. I'll hand it back to you guys. We have got looks a Porsche. Not quite see from now as you look at the 701. Come down to start things right here at Dubai. As we tick over the one third of this qualifying session for the GT category. Major pre number three on screen. 60 per, I'm sorry, down into turn one. So one third distance, GT qualifying under here for the Dubai 24 hours. Back to you guys. Thanks, Ian. It was the dynamic car that came into the pit lane, the Porsche in gold and black. They were very quick uh, last weekend at, uh, at Bahrain uh, in the double six there. One or two have stayed over to do the full 24 here at the Hankook. 24 hours of Dubai. It's Aston Martin on, on the, the road at the moment that I'm looking at. It is the best of the GT4s. That's the Pro Sport racing car. What's, what's, the, what's the fastest overall, John? Uh, the fastest overall. Standby caller. I can tell you it's the 63 Mirko Bortolotti. Well, well, well done. Very from well uh, Mathieu Jaminet in the uh, GPX racing, uh, Porsche and Chris Mees in the Attempto racing Audi, Joe Osborne, you're absolutely right, up there already in fourth McLaren, so it's Lambo, Porsche, Audi, McLaren, Mercedes, Matthew Zaxfier, so we've got five different marks in top five cars, which is all you can ask for, but Mirko is leading. <coughs> but he hasn't won the FX Primus Paul Award yet, so... No, he hasn't, no, but I thought I'd better claim that whilst I could, knowing that things go horribly wrong next 19 minutes and 49 seconds. <laughs> so the Viper is the second gen Viper, the slightly more angular car, but it is running in classic Dodge SRT racing colours with the red bodywork with the two white racing stripes over the top. Uh, it looks fabulous. It, if we get to hear it on its own, it has that brilliant V10 rumble stroke screen. Now, of course, the snake has been slightly tamed by the addition of flappy paddles. Um, that car, actually, that might still have the sequential. It depends how old it is. When I drove what, what the, uh, what year, do you think it is? Well, that's a good question. 
because we had, remember we had, we had a really, really old. Remember we had last year or the year before we had a really old GT1 Corvette turnout. Yeah. That was detuned, and that Correct. was like a 2000 GT3. Like, that was one of the V8 it was like racing 10 cars. Ten years old or something already. Yeah. Which is fine. Sven Muller to the top for Herbeth, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I'll claim the moment I could. You did it. No, you did well. Uh, yeah, that, that 92 Herbeth car, which of course is the pro Herbeth, the, our, our usual star of you know, the, the, the hour, an hour, Bon and Alleman, or the, the AM car, that pro lineup in the 92 car, I was looking at a second ago, Jürgen Haring, who was the fastest in practice yesterday, Wolfgang Triller, um, Vincent Kolb, and you've got Sven Muller and Klaus Backler also in that car, so that's suddenly you're thinking that's got a bit of a chance in pro as well. Miro Konopka is in the. ARC Bratislava Super Trophy, that's the 707 car. It's the yellow car with what I'm going to call the uh, Paul Smith stripes on that car, if you see what I mean. Um, as lively as number four car, isn't it? That's a, that, you're not going to miss that even at night, the bright yellow 4 HRT Bilstein car. Well, <laughs> narrow angle board. Yellow and blue, Bilstein colours, indeed. So we are getting down to halfway through the qualifying for the GT part of the 24 hours of Dubai. McLaren, number 72, leads, leaves the pit lane. The reception car then pulling out. That's my tip. I want to see who is in it. Didn't quite see inside the car as it pulled out of the pit lane. I think it's gone for fuel, John, and yeah. it's still saying Joe Osborne, but, but you, of course you don't get the, the reset of the driver ticket till pit exit. I would expect it to be Joe uh, behind the wheel uh, of that car. Uh, and, in fact, Tim Gray, our producer up in London, uh, is confirming that via Ian in the pit lane. On a convoluted way of passing messages, but it works. There's Thank a pigeon you, as well somewhere involved. There's it? a pigeon, uh, some drums... And, uh, <laughs> and a smoke and a smoky fire. Yes, that's right. That's right. The latency's not that bad, you know, considering Matteo Cairoli improves his time and goes to the top in the number seven dynamic motorsport Porsche. That's the uh, carbon and uh, gold car. And that car just going through turns three and four uh, at the moment. And Matteo knows his way around here and knows his way around all kinds of race cars. Sorry, say again, Nick? I think the 92 car must have had his time deleted because he's dropped down to 16th from the lead. So I think he's deleted time for the, the Herbert Motorsport Pro car. He's down at the bottom of GT Pro, DT3 entirely at the moment from being the top. So Matteo Caroli obviously has inherited the lead, though he has done a 156.6, which is half a second faster than Bortolotti. So that's going to be a challenge. We saw some 56s in the um, earlier promoted test yesterday, but I think Rick got one of them, but not many, and it was slower later on, and we're nearer the time of the second promoted test than the first one, so I think the track did get a little bit slower due to the temperature gain. I, I'm uh, not, I, I, it may have been a timing glitch, Nick, because I'm not seeing um, from race control any, uh, any times that have been deleted. Oh, so it glitched to the top. Okay, then. Possibly. I, I, you know, it was your... I mean, Mata, uh, uh, Merkel uh, is shown in second position now, so I, I think we are just getting a little bit of bouncing around. 157-1 for uh, 
for Mirko Bortolotti in the Udacan duty free from GRT Grasse racing team but dynamic in that very very fetching colour scheme dives into the pits that's Matteo Cairoli for Dynamic Motorsport uh, still got another race for F4 UAE to come today want to follow the pictures on that one they're exclusive to the Facebook page of the championship but we'll have the audio here on RS1 Johnny Palmer taking you through the action after a very eventful in, in some ways in all the wrong ways uh, first race for their 2021 season and two more races to come tomorrow as well we'll be welcoming Bruce Jones and Joe Bradley to our broadcast later on and we will have sound and vision coverage of the night practice for you as well a couple of, a little bit of um, housekeeping we've not seen the 88 car collection motorsport oh. car Brian Dante, Kim Holmgaard, Martin Lechman, Timber and Johannes Stedgel that's not come out yet. I'm not sure whether, obviously we don't know whether what the situation is with whether they turn up the drivers there. Or, or the 451, which is the team Avia Silver End Sport 3 wide technology machine, which is one of the BMW GT4s with Gilles Valnet, Gilles Laminet, so Lau Emmet, uh, Rodrigo Almeida, Vincent Piemonte, and Thomas Sorensen. So if Ian has a chance to just see if those cars are not starting or have not taken there? part with the issue, 88 and 451, are they not having issues generally about being there or have they got a problem for this session? Okay. Nina uh, Donji, um, I thought I saw his name against something yesterday. Whether it was that car or he jumped into something else, I'm not sure. And I'm, and I'm fairly certain I saw Tim Muller's name against something that that's the Audi yeah, car so collection. I, as well, actually. Um, I haven't got all of the sheets printed out here I've been trying to do my bit for the planet and now haven't almost almost haven't flown for a year um, which means my arms aren't quite as tired as they'd normally be um, but also haven't chopped down as many trees for the, uh, the four, paper truck. 451 took part in the promoted test yesterday Yes, I thought so. Did they, both those cars took part in the promotion test yesterday. Go. So, so the they are there. They're, not, they're there, but they're not taking part. So it'd be great if you to find out why they're not taking part so far. Well, he's listening. Uh, Matteo Cairoli uh, out of the number seven car. That car in the pits. Merkel bought a lot in second in the pits as well for GRT Grasser Racing Team. Mauro Calabia is in to the seven car into the dynamic motorsport car I realise I need to put some stuff on different screens here. <laughs> there's a lot going on it really is there we go the squeeze there is the uh, misunderstanding between two Mercedes it is, no, Mercedes and Porsche it is getting um, a little bit excited for a qualifying session the, Nick was talking about the number 19 the Mercedes uh, sitting well up in the timings uh, last time I looked it was in the top 10 that's the MP Motorsport that's Jan van Lagen he's a touring car driver Nick what did you expect well there we are that explains everything going past the GT uh, uh, Cup class Porsche uh, as he came through 14, 15 and down to 16 at the end of the lap we're getting the 20 minutes into his concentration's going So 11 minutes to go 
Zach's paid fighter. Zach's paid fighter coming out of the pit. That just sounds good just to see it. Never mind to see it and hear it. Tricky turn to one, sorry, five. So it's a turn of one, 59.5, I think, on the 13 car, isn't it? Yeah, so one fifty-nine five. It, they've changed drivers now. Hendrix still's in the car. But he's actually got a, a, he's got a relatively um, respect, respect, respectable AM time. For example, our, our champions of AM many times before, Charles Espinel made it five. They've only turned two mid point one five two now. The question we need to find out, John, is are some of these guys going for AM advantage? Is that running this year? The AM advantage gives you more fuel if you sit to a certain um, reference time. Yes, and I think it's two minutes, isn't it? Which may be something that the uh, the 85 card, because they are incredibly clever CP racing about using the very legitimate rules to the best of their team shuffling. So they are trying to stay below two minutes to get on the AM advantage. It's going to give them a very, very long stints during the race. You get a lot of extra fuel as well, and you lose some weight on the car. So you reduce the, the wear and tear and get longer runs, um, which tactically in the AM class can work out. One of the screens I've managed to lose, but I'll get it back up again, and did have the regs and the supplementary regs. I'm going to put that on a different computer, I think, and uh, so I can spool through, through that, should it be uh, required. There's, eight, there's nine AMs, though one hasn't started yet, so looking for an advantage against some of these very, very strong AM teams, for example, the, you know, the Herbert Racing uh, 91, it may be that CPU have worked out that this could be the way of doing it, the, the advantage was running. They could effectively run their 24 hours quicker, especially when you think about the advantage of the bigger fuel tank with the theoretical concept of less code 60. Fewer. Sorry, fewer. I, have to, I keep getting told off for that. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some of the other class leaders. You know who's leading in GT Pro, that's Dynamic. You know who's leading in GT Arm, that's Herbert, Robert Renard, out in that uh, number 91. Uh, he has, in fact, just gone out onto the track, having fueled up. Uh, in the 991 class, it is Duo Racing with the 909 that heads their category, Dylan Pereira, who knows Porsche Cup cars and the circuits very well, having been a graduate of the Porsche Cup, uh, Carrera Cup Middle East a few years ago. In GTX, it is GT3 Poland, uh, Lewandowski, Andres uh, Lewandowski, uh, Lewandowski, driven Super Trofeo, that's the 708, 18th uh, overall, but leading their class. All of these are going to be pole sitters, let's not forget. So... That's why they are fighting this out. GT4 ST Racing, Nick Wittmer in the BMW GT4. That's the 438 ahead of Pro Sport Nico Verdonk. And Adam Christodoulou driving the Dragon Racing GT4. Some heavy hitters in GT4. Let's head down to the pit lane and to the garage of the number 88 car collection Audi. Nick Damon was asking the question. Ian has the answers. Indeed I do. That is the reason why they're halfway through. The car collection motorsport team are working, well, I won't say frantically because they've got no chance of getting back into this qualifying session. They will have to start near on the back of this 50 car grid. The LMS GT3 Audi. 
It's in pieces, but most of the damage has been removed and now it's just simply a matter of bolting on the new parts and hoping the setup is somewhere close to last 24 hours here in Dubai. The 88 car collection Audi not taking part in qualifying and this is the reason why. Bricks were going on to that car yeah, whilst they, Ian was they, talking they, about it. Like had, yeah, like had problem, I think it may have had a, a, a corner going into a barrier, which I would assume is this morning. Now, of course, the lucky thing to them is they've got... Um, no, there was, a red, no there, there, there was a red flag right at the end of the the official practice session. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It was, uh, that was this morning. I was uh, watching the, the feed from the booth here and I didn't pick up who that was but there's every opportunity that it was the 88 car there yeah. so, so yes excellent. the good thing is they've got an hour and a half to run the car later so they'll be able to get the thing straight and worked out and they'll just be starting from the back of the GT grid because obviously the GT grid and the TCR grids are are split yeah 10 cars in the pits the right the rest are out on the circuit as we head inside the last six minutes of the qualifying session for the GT part of the Hankook 24 Hours of Dubai, the FX Primus Paul Award awaits. Dynamic Motorsport. They were first in the queue to get out. And Mauro Calamia has taken over that car. Still sits at the top of the 56.693. That's just on a tenth, two tenths of a second ahead of Herbert Motorsport. Sven Muller now behind the wheel of the Porsche. Number 92, Merco Bortolotti. Nick's pick languishing mm. half a second off the ball. <laughs> Renau is going very quickly as well, John. Rob Renau is going very quickly. He's got a fastest over for, ever, for anybody in sector one and a personal fastest which looked pretty quick in sector two. So Robert could well be certainly going up the field, but he will be able to uh, take Mara Camarilla off the top with a Porsche, replacing a Porsche if he does. Well, he's already am on Ampol, sitting in fifth overall. Needs to find just on six tenths of a second if he's going to. Uh, usurp the dynamic motorsport that wasn't Mauro's time of course was it it was uh, Caroli Matteo Caroli who set that time um, also Stefano Monaco another uh, Swiss flag driver and Roberto Pampanini the Italian in the Italian flag dynamic motorsport D-I-N uh, dynamic motorsport uh, running the number 7 this weekend we've seen that car running 69 in the in the past and uh, I'm going to have to keep remembering that it's 7 this weekend Herbert goes no it does not improve so who changed there no that was Matthew Jaminer for GT GPX Racing in the Porsche number 36 coming into the pit lane top four times at GT3 Pros then two GT arms being Herbert and HRT Porsche and Mercedes so Porsche, Porsche, Lamborghini, Porsche. Yeah, uh, the, um, Herbert, but that time is allowed for the last lap. Ah, did they? Excellent. Some track limits. Uh, they did have an overall fastest section in, the, in, oh. in sector one. Herbert to the top in the 92 car. Sven Muller, a very accomplished Porsche driver, well thought of at Weissach, the home of Porsche Motorsport. Bit of a shuffle round of Porsche supported drivers. And they've cut back their roster but I think Sven was one of the drivers who stayed as a Porsche work supported drivers 
Drivert. Crossed the line for the 63, Merkel Portalotti. Third position for the GRT Grass and Racing team. Still that elusive half a second or so, nearly six tenths now after the 156.3, 156.553, excuse me, put in by Sven Muller last time around for Herbeth. That's the 92 car, that's the crossword car. The black and white uh, crossword car. Well, is it a crossword? No, it's, it's, yeah, I, I always think it's, it's like a, an advert for a tiling company, but you know. I, I'm pretty certain that is a crossword design on that car. May well be, yeah. 15 maybe. across. Uh, <laughs> that's the uh, the hiring car as well, isn't it, of course, yeah. with the, the hiring name on the side of it. Inside the last three minutes now, Nick, you're going to have to have a word with Merkel. Can you give him well, a call? He, he, he went faster overall without sitting a single individual sector best. He went quicker as a lap, so it's, uh, you know... He's moved up to third, but it's, a, it's turning into a Porsche benefit. Four of the top five are um, 9-11. So, you, you know, you, you, you'll be cheering from the stands, won't you, John? 7.20, McLaren, Joe Osborne, down in ninth position. So they're not going to get Paul. 1.2 seconds off. Now, that is an AM car. So as Nick said, well, they've, they've done a 57. So my idea that the AM cut-off time was at two minutes, that, that must be wrong. Um, no, no, these am advantage time. Oh, yes, 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 of course. I'm not sure if it is. We're just, we're just oh. uh, trying to extrapolate from last year, which problem, is with our old brains. Problem coming out of turn 15. Uh, it's a right rear puncture for BMW. Is that a BMW that was coming into? It was, yeah. It was definitely BMW had the problem. You're not the now on board with the BMW. Lane. Yeah, it's 452, John. Oh, it's the Avias or Sport car. Uh, and that was a rear puncture, right rear puncture. But has got it back to the pit lane. Uh, yeah, three downs not being filled in. Yeah, we'll get um, Ian onto that with his Sharpie. Mm. I think it's an anagram. No, it's quite difficult, that one. Yeah, I think it's yeah. an anagram. Also, he's a German, he's nodded. <laughs> yes, good point. HRT, you mentioned that car earlier on. Just coming through turn 14 now in the very light yellow and Bilstein blue. That works well because it's HRT, Bilstein team. Coming down to the final corner now. This is the number four car, Mauro Engel, behind the way. Listen to the names. Sven Muller, Mauro Calamia, Merkel Bortolotti, Matthew Jaminier, Robert Renard, Nico Baston. Maro Engel, Chris Meese, Joe Osborne, Dries Van Tour. That's your top ten. Don't tell me that the that this isn't an international race of some repute. It absolutely is. Any series in the world would be delighted to have those ten drivers. And, of course, they're only one of three, four or five drivers in each of the cars that they are driving at the moment. That's a pretty decent top ten lineup in drivers, Nick. I think it's cracking, but there are actually interesting. But there are no three driver cars on the entry list. They're all either four or five. So right. um, um, we Check have had threes in the past. You're absolutely right, but not this year. So Check they the flag are is out. Check it. Flag is out. I think it's smart. It's a tough race. It's a tough race track. There's a couple of places where you get a bit of a rest, but it's likely to be hot in the daytime. It doesn't really cool down much at night. Been round about daytime temperatures in. Uh, in Dubai in the last week or so, around about 23, 24, 25 degrees. 
Uh, and the lowest temperatures, the minimum temperatures, have just been dropping down to 17, 18 degrees. One or two nights it's got down to 13, 14. But it's not exactly, you know, you don't, you're not, Ian's not going to need to be all rugged up in the pit lane. Uh, to use a phrase, no, it gets, it normally probably gets a point about five in the morning where you, you think about a second layer, and that's about it, really. Um, it has been. I mean, this is, this is a pretty typical average um, Dubai temperature. We've, we've had warmer ones. We had, I remember we did have one. I'll say cold, relatively cold. I think it was like 12 overnight, which was you know almost three layers. And obviously, Shea was there, 107 layers. Let's uh, run down some of the pool sitters for you at the top of the shop, Herbert Motorsport have taken FX Primus Paul as it stands. I can't see anybody who is going to... I was just waiting for Mauro Engel to come round and he's now gone through. That was the rumble you heard in the background. He will be no better than seventh. So for GT3 and Pro and the category itself, it's Sven Müller for Porsche and for Herbert Motorsport number 92 ahead of Dynamic Motorsport from GRT Grasser with that six-tenth gap between... Uh, that Lamborghini and the leading Porsche in arm it's Herbeth so it's a double FX Primus Paul for Herbeth Robert Renauer who looked like he might have even done better than fifth overall but had his time disallowed in 991 category duo racing Dylan Pereira nicks that for the 909 car just ahead of GT3 Poland's Lamborghini Huracan Super Trophy who take the GTX Paul position uh, and then if I can find the GT4s I think it's still ST yes it is ST Racing Nick Whitmer for BMW and the 438 uh, we saw the car collection Motorsport and Ian reported on that the 3 wide technology BMW was not seen as well that's the number 451 the 88 with damage being repaired by car collection Motorsport after what we think was a whoopsie this morning in the final practice before this half-hour qualifying session. But our FX Primus Paul has been claimed then in GT3 Paul and in the GT3 part of the Dubai 24 hours by Sven Muller and Herbeth Motorsport ahead of Dynamic, GRT, GPX. Herbeth on Paul with the 91 car for AM. Uh, 157.2, that's a good time for that AM car. Then HRT, then the HRT Bilstein cars in lockstep in 6th and 7th, although not the right way around numerically. It's five ahead of four. We have that sorted, place. Attempt to make up the top eight with the number 99 uh, Audi in eighth position ahead of Inception. Joe Osborne with the Singleton McLaren. Uh, they've got WRT for company on the fifth row of the grid. That was Dries Vanter who did the time there. Then the third of the Herbeth uh, racing cars, uh, Daniel Lloyd, I think, was in that car at the, uh, to do the, the timing uh, at the time. Uh, Matt Vaxvier, Mathieu Vaxvier, the very fast Frenchman for uh, Racetivity, uh, the 83 car on the outside of row six. Then it's MP Motorsport Car Collection and Team Zach Speed with CP Racing in the GTM category. Before we get to the pole position in 17th position, Duo Racing in the 991 category. Uh, and they take that ahead of GT3 Poland. That's a pole sitting car as well for GTX. A couple more of the 991 categories on uh, row number 11. The... Uh, 
Profil Doors by Huber and MRS GT. Then Nick's Viper, sorry, no, then Nick's Vortex in GTX. That's the third place position. Ahead of him in 24th place HRT performance with our good friend JM Lippmann, who was in that car at the checkered flag in the 991 category. Then I see Bratislava, NKPP, Speed Lover, and Speed Lover there. Uh, the last three all 991. And in ST Racing's case, they'll take a pole position as well for BMW and in that GT4 category in 29th position. Uh, overall, ahead of local team, uh, Ollie Hancock uh, with Dragon Racing uh, in the Mercedes, then the Aston of Pro Sport, then the Avia Rensport car. We saw that car coming in with a right rear puncture, 32nd position. Not seeing car collection or three-wide technology. Uh, we know the car collection car is being, uh, Audi is being rebuilt after what we think was an incident this morning. No word as yet on the three-wide technology, 451. That's the Gilles Vanillier uh, and uh, Gilles Lalament car along with uh, another three drivers. Thomas Sorensen in that car as well. Yes, he is. Uh, so we'll try and give you that. But the first Porsche pole position in the Dubai uh, Hankook Dubai 24 since 2015. Something to celebrate for Weissach, for Stuttgart and for the Herbert team who are with Ian. Yes, indeed. I'm down here with the ball sitter Sven Miller. Five years has it been, but Porsche back on top. After Mirko Bertolotti, he was at the top of the times for much of the session. But we end with a Porsche 1-2 with the driver from Germany, Sven Miller, in position one. Congratulations, Paul, for the Dubai 24-hour. Yeah, thank you. It was a great qualifying. It was intense one. Uh, put two sets of new tyres and could improve, but in the front was really, really tight with two Porsches. Um, yeah, enjoyed every moment on track. No traffic, car was really awesome to drive and yeah, now looking forward to the race. You gave it absolutely everything on that final lap. You pulled into pit lane nervously three or four minutes before the end of the session and it was good enough to take pole position. Did you know it was good enough or was it a little bit nervous at the, at the end? No, I'm, you never know what's going to happen, but for me it was, was a perfect lap. Uh, car felt great, so I was pretty sure it's hard to beat, but yeah, luckily... We are on pole position and, um, yeah, looking forward to race now. So in 24 hours' time, you race for 24 hours. What's the approach? Yeah, for sure. We're going to, or we try to stay at this position where we are. Um, yeah, driving in pro category with two gentlemen. So, yeah, here you need to stay out of trouble. Um, no crashes, no penalties, and then you will end at the front for sure. Well, you've started the week. You've started the year in the best possible fashion. Congratulations, Sven Miller. Pole position for the 2021 Dubai 24 Hours. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Nick, John, back to you in the studio. This is the pole sitter, Sven Miller, and this is the Herbert Motorsport Porsche. Uh, Ian, I, I reckon that six years ago, when Porsche last took the the pole position Sven was in the car then with Jens Richter Martin Raginger and Otto Klaus he might have done the pole time back in in 2015 as well if so uh, that that's quite extraordinary that he's he's got the last two pole positions for Porsche at this race uh, albeit six years apart uh, we'll check that old enough I, I know he doesn't look old enough. And I, I think Ian's asking now, actually, if he did that uh, time back in 2006. Uh, and so we might be able to get that. Um, was 15 the last time Porsche won with the, the, the Swiss team? Uh, possibly. Johnny Palmer will let us know because he's got all the stats 
uh, and we'll be hearing from Johnny uh, for the F4 UAE race in a little while. Another clean session, Nick, uh, and uh, that's the good news as far as everybody's concerned. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good session. And the good news for everybody concerned is that we did not have uh, any interruption. The Porsche of Dynamic led everybody out. And for a while, it looked like they might actually take pole position. A couple of times, Nick, that were disallowed. We, we get um, some of the, uh, the race control messages. But what we don't know is where they're going off the circuit to get the, the laps disallowed. But certainly, the 63 car, the... Um, Lamborghini had uh, lap disallowed and we know that Herbert 91 car though that was on pole position for the AM category GT3 AM and finished in fifth overall that did uh, also lose a time which you thought might have put Robert Renault somewhere close to overall pole he would have been third with that time the 92 car which eventually got pole uh, did have two times deleted John we were right early on I just think we didn't quite get the uh, the page up nine nine eight nine when the Porsche had two disallowed. It was um, yeah, it was a lot of it, the, the annoying thing. It doesn't say turn six or turn four, um, so we can just find out where they are going. Why? But my feeling is it's probably in the first two or three corners because that's where they saw some some purple sector signs, which then uh, got hastily removed. Uh, we can say definitively it wasn't Sven who did the lap time in 2015 that put the Porsche on pole, but there's no doubt that uh, he has done it this year. We saw it with our own eyes. Dynamic Motorsport uh, did a cracking job in that very distinctive gold and carbon black number seven car with uh, Matteo Caroli and Mauro Calamia both in the car. Just about a tenth and a half between the two Porsches. It will be then an all flat six front row. And the 92, the crossword car, will take the FX Primus Paul Award and will lead the cars around tomorrow, Friday, to the start of the race, which we'll have in its entirety. Still some GT and TCE action to come this evening at just before 6 o'clock local time. That's just before 2 o'clock in the UK when we have night practice. And we've got another F4 uh, F4 UAE Abarth race as well. All here in sound and vision on RS1 and on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Thanks to Ian and to Nick. I'm John Hindoff. Johnny Palmer will take you through the F4 race, which comes up in a little while, and then we'll reconvene just before six local time for the night practice session. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.